Good morning. It is a lovely Tuesday morning. I'm first warning meteorologist Eric Burris. This is Coffee Talk, where we get together seven days a week to chat about what's going on in the world of weather, hopefully get your day started off on the right note, hopefully just hopefully getting you updated and educated in the weather. That way you can go smoothly through the day. Let's first start off with a live look. This is a cloudy-ish start in downtown Orlando. I see some blue sky, and as the sun angle gets higher and higher, we'll see more and more sunshine. Downtown is looking good. I will tell you, though, that while that is a lovely start to the day, we have been watching some fog in some of our central Florida suburbs, such as Marion County. So definitely one of those things we'll be watching for closely. All right, top two things we are monitoring. First off, once the fog burns off, we're back to the heat, my friends. We'll be talking about more records likely today, tomorrow, the next day, the next... Yeah, we're, we're into record territory. We'll be chatting about that. Plus, a wet weekend forecast. Oh, say it isn't so. I know. Not what you want to hear, but it's the truth. At least at times, there's rains around this weekend. So we'll look at all of that for you coming up on Coffee Talk. But first, let's just start off with where we are now and dense fog advisories in parts of central Florida. The metro's good. Most of the beaches are good, but Flagler, Marion, Sumter, and Polk counties under dense fog advisories this morning because we have seen some fog kind of thicken in spots. Let's look at the visibilities around central Florida, and there you go. You can, you can see that shelf of low cloudiness from about Ocala around Wildwood and then down into about the uh, I-4 corridor there of Polk County. Marion County is pretty socked in. I was just looking at some of the cameras up that direction, so just a heads up. But over the next few hours' time, that will be able to lift and things will look better and better. Nothing to see here on our first warning live Doppler radar. Temperatures out the door, very comfortable. Of course, on the bottom of the screen, we are cycling through our uh, numbers, but these are live temperatures. 66 in the city, 62 degrees in the villages, 61 degrees in Palm Coast. So where do we go from here? into the 70s and into the 80s. 81 degrees, our one o'clock temperature. 85 degrees, our high temperature on the day to day. It is going to be a nice, warm forecast for us today. Once again, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. What I was trying to say, once again, I do think we get into record territory for at least some of Central Florida. Here's a look at the high temperatures around town, okay? Uh, 85 in Orlando. Average high temperature is 73. Yeah, we're going to best that. And then some. Uh, 84 degrees in Ocala, 84 degrees in Wildwood, about 80 to 81 from New Smyrna Beach to Daytona Beach, and 82 for us in Palm Coast. So it looks good, but what about records? Shall we? Shall we take a deep dive? First, let's let's look at yesterday, all right? Worth mentioning, Sanford and Leesburg either tied or set a new record. Uh, going back 20 years, 21 years, you know? It's, it's been a minute since we've gotten to those numbers, okay? That said, what about today? Let's take a look, okay? Oh, stand by. Hold on a second. 
I keep clicking the wrong one. We have too many dang graphics. This is where I make fun of Manolfi. This is where I make fun of Manolfi, but still need it. Okay, this is the graphic. I was so difficult to find. The forecast for today, the records for today. Notice, Orlando, you'll be within within a degree of a record setback in the 1930s. Sanford, within a degree of a record setback in 91. Leesburg, same thing. I mean, think about it. Who was the president of the United States in 1932? Who was POTUS in 1932? FDR. So the record in Orlando is a record going back to when Franklin Delano Roosevelt was the president of the United States. We're going to be watching that. I mean, it's not often that you have a record that far out. So that'll be kind of fun to watch. It's going to be toasty either way. Um, so yeah, mid-80s for us today. Now, Daytona Beach, you got a lot closer to the record than we thought yesterday because the Seabreeze took a couple of minutes to really get going. So it wouldn't surprise me if you get a little closer today, um, if that Seabreeze is kind of pinned. Oh, wow. Kay Cannon says FDR is a distant relative of mine. Okay, that's cool. That, that, that's pretty cool. I guess it kind of makes sense. Kay Cannon Delano. That's cool. Taylor says we were toasty in Daytona yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a toasty forecast. And by the way, that's just, that's today. Look at tomorrow. If you're curious, you know, this kind of stretch is going to persist. Wednesday, Orlando hits 86. Record is 87. Thursday, record is 87. Orlando hits 87. I'm like borderline wanting to turn the heater on in the pool. It's, the, the problem is, is that I know that this is not going to last for forever. But like part of me is like, eh, I kind of want to hop in the pool. You know? I don't know. Am I crazy? I'm asking the wife right now. Thoughts on heating the pool? Taylor says, take advantage of it while you can. I know. It's just, it's going to be like 20 bucks just to heat it up. But if we use it a couple times, then it'd be worth it, I guess. Before the roller coaster drops again. That's it. But see, the problem is, is if I'm running the heater, then I, I'll have to, I've got my, my, my little roller thing that I use for it. The, the pool cover. I pulled it out of the pool cage. So if I'm turning the heater on, I will want to pull out the... I mean, it's all doable. It's all doable. You know what I mean? It's all doable. We'll see what she said. If I'm if I'm crazy, I'm crazy. All right. So what finally changes? Because we know in January slash February, you're not going to stay at 87. We're just in a nice warm stretch. So here's the kind of weather setup for us. Okay. Nice warm air mass. 
uh, through the day today. By the way, talking about snow and ice, we've been talking about that for a while, but you can kind of see uh, those pink shades. That is the worst shade to see on the map. Just a mess. All right. Front stays north of us, so we stay warm. We know this already. We've established this warm trend. Looking ahead to Thursday, our next weather feature starts to dial up and then starts to work in our direction. It will bring with it showers and thunder showers. And so that's kind of where we're at in terms of late this week is the opportunity to get some rain. So let's just take a look. Central Florida's certified most accurate seven-day forecast. And uh, you can see Friday showers and storms. Saturday, some showers, mostly cloudy skies. And then Sunday, the potential of even seeing some storms around. All right. But what about a little more in-depth view of that, right? I, I know that you're probably you're probably interested on the timing of that. So let's take a look at our future cast model and just roll through time here, okay? Let's get caught up. There's that storm system. This is Friday morning at 10 a.m. You see the rains, very heavy rainfall up to the north, all right? Friday afternoon, yellows and even shades of red in our area indicating some very heavy rainfall through the metro. Quiet in the morning, but through the day, we're watching those rains moving in, okay? Overnight into Saturday, there's 6 a.m. Saturday morning, more than likely just coastal showers. It's not going to be terrible, right? And then we'll watch some showers through the afternoon Saturday working in. Because what happens is that storm system, okay, that storm system ends up developing an area of low pressure over the Bahamas. Notice by Sunday, we're re-emerging more rains around, okay? So we're going to tick up that rain chance for Central Florida uh, looking ahead to Sunday, all right? And that's why we're kind of sitting there with the chance of rain, not just for Friday, but as well Saturday and Sunday, all right? Now, I saw somebody mention this, but I want to point it out as well. We're sitting pretty here with temperatures in the mid-80s. All the cold fronts are still happening. They're just not necessarily pushing into our area. Look at the temperatures from across the country right now, Okay. Actual air temperature in Chicago, Illinois, 2 degrees. It is 6 below in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Sioux Falls, 16 below. Those are actual air temperatures. You factor in wind chills, and there you go. It feels like it is 21 below in MSP. It feels like it is 5 in Buffalo. Wow. And by the way, even though there's no weather issues here in our area, because of the big ice storm that is happening, there are cancellations and delays at Orlando International Airport because of that mess. Um, weather here, not a concern. Weather elsewhere is. Whether or not you realize it, we're sitting in the best weather in the country here in Central Florida. Reminds me of a commercial down in Palm Beach. This guy would, would talk about tile. And he'd be like, why would you buy from anyone else? And I'm feeling that right now. It's like, why would you go anywhere else? That weather is terrible. Meanwhile, the biggest concern I have in my mind is whether or not I heat the pool. You know? So there's that. We've got a really, really nice stretch of weather for us. Huh. <sighs> All right, so we know the next couple of days are going to be nice and warm in Central Florida. I do want to point out, though, Thursday is Groundhog Day. A little Groundhog Day information. If you are not aware what Groundhog Day is, the weather lore states Punxsutawney Phil, that lovable 
rodent wannabe meteorologist. If he sees his shadow, lore states there will be six more weeks of winter, whereas if he does not see his shadow, winter ends early. For all of our friends up north that are dealing with this horrific, truly dangerous cold, I'm sure they're absolutely ready for spring to begin. That said, the weather forecast in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania calls for clearing skies and by sunrise at 727, a mostly cloudy, or excuse me, a mostly sunny sky and gusty winds, temperatures in the 20s. So if it's clearing out, and, and I wrote frigid because the reality is for us, that's frigid. For them, that's normal low temperature, you know? But, that said, if he sees his shadow then, if he sees his shadow, six more weeks of winter. Not what our friends up north want to deal with. At all. Meanwhile, meteorological winter, the three coldest months of the year, December, January, February, really don't look all that bad in Central Florida. February's average, and, and we enter February tomorrow, and we can certainly look into the numbers more specifically, but 75 is the average high temperature through the entire month of February. Then for March, we enter into meteorological March. Watch how quickly those temperatures climb, those average temperatures. We get into summer awful quickly in Central Florida. Yeah. Since February's right around the corner, let's just look at the numbers. All right. We're already at an average high of 73, and we begin the month of February with an average high of 73. Um, the end of the month, average high is 77. We start warming up. One point of reference, though. The spring tornado season begins. Did you know that? If you've watched Coffee Talk, you should understand um, these these tornado seasons, etc., etc., um, we talk a lot about it. We go very in-depth here, but one point of reference. Um, February does start our spring severe weather season, and Groundhog Day will forever be an anniversary of a major tornado event. Back in 2007, on February 2nd, 2007, at 3, I, rem I remember it like it was yesterday, an EF3 touched down very near the villages, producing winds of 155 to 160 miles an hour, 3.08 a.m. Then it moved into Lake County, Volusia County, touched down again at 3.37 a.m. I can recall calling my father and waking his butt up because I was so worried about him. This tornado crossed very close to my father, and we've talked to Arnett uh, last year. Um, yeah, it's kind of wild to think. Winds were at 160 to 165 there, and then it continued and weakened working over toward New Smyrna Beach as an EF1 at 422. So Groundhog Day, the tornadoes there. When we talk about the two severe weather seasons in Central Florida, of course, I know there's a graphic. I just have to find which one. Here it is. 
uh, February, March, and April is our first severe weather season of the year. That's usually when we get our strongest tornadoes. June, July, August, September is usually when we get our weaker tornadoes. So, yeah. And then, of course, you've got the Groundhog Day tornado outbreak. You also have, and this is a significant one. This is a significant one. This year, and we're going to talk a lot, certainly talk a lot about it. But this is a big anniversary for the 1998 tornado outbreak. Florida's deadliest tornado outbreak on record. 42 killed, 265 hurt, 7 tornado touchdowns, 3 of which were F3. This was prior to the enhanced Fujita scale. This was the Fujita scale. Um, When you look at the map, boy, did we get hit. Did we get hit remarkable remarkable tornado outbreak truly devastating i remember it and and think about it 98 2008 2018 you're talking 25 years ago 25 years ago was the 98 tornado outbreak uh i am doing a story on wesh 2 news about it and uh, I'm, I'm really wanting to do a good job and do this tornado outbreak justice because i remember it You know you're getting older when you say, I remember insert event that happened 25 years ago. And you remember it like it was, like I can visualize the green power flashes on the horizon. You know, just unbelievable. What were the winds on the F3 tornadoes in 98? Um, F3, yeah. I'd have to go back and do the the full case study, which I'll do, but you get the idea here, right? I just remember the green power flashes on the horizon. Mm. Um, I'm going to go looking to try and see if there's any... Um, if there's any scars that are still there, I mean, in 25 years, vegetation's back and all that. But, uh, you know, I, I plan on going back to all the sites that were hit so hard in 98 just to see um, if there's any, you know, if there's anything still different or, or, or you know, I, I don't know. I'm going to go around. That, that's a big story for me. So I'm going to go around and, and just start looking around a little bit on it. Yeah. Man, oh man. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Just wild to think, though. It's been that long since the deadliest tornado outbreak in Florida history. And know this, um, sidebar, just, you know, for situational awareness, we're entering into an El Nino. So while I would think it would be more next spring, next spring more than likely will be a more interesting severe weather season. Yeah. What year was the no-name storm that did the job on the Florida West Coast area? 93 was the storm of the century. That That's the one that comes to mind. I had to drive in Sanford and the cars up in the trees, Carol says, were unreal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Remember that. I do. I remember that. You could see the zipper going through a field. Oh, yeah, Taylor. Oh, yeah. And he made me think of the fires that lasted a long time on I-4 near Sanford, 2017-ish or so bad. Listen, I remember, I mean, the 98, you know, 98, when you get into El Nino, you talk about severe weather season and you talk about dry, like fire season. 98, 
the fires of 98 caused the listen i mean you want to talk about wild all of flagler county evacuated in 98 because of wildfires so yeah that's that's a wild thing that is a wild wild thing in el nino and and so that's we're transitioning now but for next february you know a year from now listen these are probably going to be the things that we're going to be talking about yeah Rosebud tornado went through my neighborhood, sounded like a freight train. That wind, that concentrated wind is just something else, isn't it? Mm. Just something else. Uh, Brian says, I was out in the middle of the 98 storm, responded to Winter Garden to coordinate search and rescue at Hyde Park Mobile Home Park, then flew in the helicopter for aerial assessment. In the meantime, my neighborhood in Kissimmee got hit. Fortunately, my home and family were spared. Brian, yeah, that's that had to be terrifying, right? Um, Annette's asking, what type of program do the storm chasers use for what? What type of, what, for radar or what do you mean? Frank says, these years making me feel old. It's true. Taylor says, I was evacuated three, almost four times the summer of 98 in Volusia. We would go somewhere to escape and then have to go somewhere else. Those fires were remarkable. And so I could tell you, uh, I will be doing, uh, I'm going to try and do a really good story on the 98 tornadoes. And then I plan on trying to do a really good story on the wildfires of 98. It's been 25 years. I mean, I remember watching the endless coverage of those events. And by the way, speaking of, of coverage of big events, totally not weather related at all, but tomorrow will mark the big anniversary since the loss of space shuttle Columbia. Um, I remember that one as well. Like it was yesterday. 20 years. Is it? It was, was it Oh three. It was Oh three, right? Is it 20? It's good gravy. Is it 20 years? Um, so Wesh two has put together and I haven't seen it yet. I, I really want to watch it, but Wesh two has put together a chronicle, which is these special features that we do. Um, but we've put together a chronicle on the space shuttle Columbia and, um, interviewed all of our true talent reporters that covered Columbia during that chapter um, from Amanda Ober at the time, now Amanda Dukes, who's retiring in a couple of days. My God, my heart hurts. Um, we brought Dan Billow back, who's retired. Um, really, really, really good reporters who have been on the job for so long um, covering that. So um, that's tomorrow, I believe at 8 o'clock. I believe it's at 8 o'clock. I believe it's at 8 o'clock. Um, that will be must-see TV. I don't know what it's about. I do know that that was my first big news event getting into the news business for me. That was the big one that I kind of started on, and I will never forget it, never forget it. I will never forget those astronauts. We just passed the anniversary of the Challenger uh, loss, and of course the folks at NASA had their, their day of remembrance covering Columbia, Challenger, and Apollo 1 all kind of in the same little chapter of, of, of the calendar. So, um, but, but our focus is going to be on this special is going to be on, uh, Columbia because it is 20 years. 
that's wild that it's been that long. So, yeah. And that what programs do they use to chase tornadoes? They use radar programs. Radar scope is a good one. Yeah. All right, people. So that's that's what's coming up. And then again on Friday, just a reminder, just a reminder, the Coffee Talk drive-through. This week, former Wesh meteorologist Kyle Gravlin will be joining us. I need to text him and make sure he's still good for it. But, uh, you know, that'll be a lot of fun. Chat, see how things are for him post-WESH and post-TV. Kyle is not doing TV anymore, so it'll be interesting to see how perspective has changed. My only, my, and I want him to be fully truthful. My only uh, thing is, is, you know, um, share how you really feel. Kenneth says, original coverage and retrospective with original reporters. Yes, that's the idea. Um, and, and so that'll be, that'll be really, really difficult, but I think important to watch because, you know, space is becoming something of a, of a routine, you know, like, uh, coming up in just, you know, just a couple of hours time, there's a Starlink, like, think about it. There's a Starlink launch, 90% chance of good weather, by the way, for it, but Space, we can never let it become routine. It really is fighting the elements. And and if you get lackadaisical, issues happen. So, um, you know, I think Columbia and I think that those situations are are important to, to stop, pause, look at, and remind ourselves of what we're doing on a daily basis almost here along the space coast so yeah all right that's that record heat today though my friends as mentioned uh it is going to be it's not going to be like blistering hot but it's going to be warm enough right 85 today 86 tomorrow 87 degrees on thursday and then we turn into a wetter pattern for our friday saturday sunday a little cooler by the way looking ahead to monday all right all right be the sunshine in someone else's day. Thank you so much for hanging out for Coffee Talk. I will see you all today at 3.30 for the afternoon Coffee Talk. I don't think I'm on TV today. I'm going to be working on um, the the tornado story and, and, and starting to do some work as well on the wildfire story. All right? All right. Bye, guys. See you at 3.30. Thank you. And I'll be tweeting through the day. Thanks for hanging out.